Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 85. Welcome to the Know, Like, and Trust show with Brittany Gardner, the podcast where we explore the world of personal branding and how to build your know, like, and trust factor up for ultimate business success. And now here's your host, Brittany Gardner. All right, friends, today we are going to be talking about creating an ecosystem of branding that acts as an echo chamber of support. And that was a lot of mouthy words. So let's break it down a little bit. This might be the kind of episode you want to take notes on because there are going to be some interesting points made. And also, I want to give you a bit of a caveat. I'm going to be telling some personal stories. Some of them are a little bit political. If you don't agree with me politically, I think you can still learn from this episode. And actually, that's the entire point of this talk here. But if it is bothering you, feel free to click away. If you can't learn a lesson from this perspective, I totally get it. That said, let's talk first about the echo chamber, and then we're going to talk about how it relates to branding your business and building up your know, like, and trust factor. Okay, echo chamber. So I have a certain way of being online. We all have certain ways of being online. We fall into our ruts and our patterns, and it creates a learning loop feedback, if you will. So this came to my attention, again, not that I haven't known this in the past, but it kind of dropped itself in my lap and made itself very well known this week for a few reasons. And the first was I'm currently reading the book called The Ultimate Sales Machine by Chet Holmes. And in one of the early chapters, he talks about how only 10% of the population has what he calls a learning mindset. The learning mindset being someone who understands they currently know very little, they want to know more. They're always open for personal development, for growth, for bettering themselves. And ultimately, they're willing to see other perspectives. They're willing to learn and seek out those opportunities. So if you want to read more about this kind of mindset in particular, I highly recommend the book Mindset by Carol Dweck. She talks about the fixed mindset and the growth mindset, and it's a fascinating book. That said, Chet Holmes was talking about the learning mindset and only 10% of the population falling into that category. And I was, for a moment, shocked. Shocked is probably the best word to say. And I was reading this fairly late at night, and I immediately started having some ideas. I know, scary moments, right? If you have the show up system for me, you know that I often get ideas at inopportune times. So I'll send myself a quick Voxer note or I'll email myself so that it lands on a Trello board and I can explore the idea when I have more time. Since I only work at my computers for about two hours a day on average, I often get ideas throughout the day while I'm doing other things. Sometimes they're sparked by a book I'm reading. Sometimes they're sparked by something as innocuous as a pretty cloud. Yes, that's actually happened. And I send myself a note immediately, or I will forget that information. So I send myself this note, and then I looked at it again yesterday in the morning, and I started dwelling on it as Mickey Mouse Clubhouse played in the background, as I cooked eggs for my children. All of these ideas were kind of swirling around in my head, and I realized why it shocked me the night before. And it is because I surround myself with people of a learning mindset. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs do that. I fully believe in the law of averages, and one of them being you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So if you want to be more positive and lose the negativity in your life, start spending time with people who are more positive than you. If you want to develop a growth mindset, 
spend time with people who dive into personal development and always better themselves. These are just basic common sense things that sound really easy. You're probably nodding along right now, and yet so many of us just don't do it. Changing your association is difficult, except, and this is where we get into my personal story here, it isn't that difficult. I have, over the last handful of years, very rapidly changed who I associate with. So many of you know I used to be involved in the event and service industry and weddings in particular, and I still have a lot of Facebook friends from that kind of former world, former life, and some of them are very good friends of mine still, even if I don't spend a lot of in-person time with them any longer. But the people I spend more in-person time with or spend time associating with even through social media, they're people more involved in personal development and growth. Therefore, I also feel like that's more around me and I start having this uncomfortable truth that everyone around me is involved in personal development. Everybody has a learning mindset when that's not true. It's just that that's who I associate with. So I've created an echo chamber of growth around me, meaning I think everyone, everyone out there is in some sort of learning and growth mode. It's not actually true. And I'm very aware this week in particular. So if you're listening to this podcast episode, not in a timely matter, but you're going back in time, this is the week that the United States ran out of money for the Paycheck Protection Program that came with the $2 trillion stimulus plan in response to COVID-19. And I have interesting camps of people that I don't normally spend a lot of time with who are suddenly right in front of me. And it's because, yes, I'm spending a lot more time on social media right now than I typically do. I have to be on Facebook for business, and I have largely trimmed who I see on Facebook because I don't like letting my blood boil. I don't like it being a place of negativity for me since I am on it for work. That said, I have two different camps of people who made themselves very known to me just this week. Camp number one, people in the service industry, very small businesses, you know, one employee, two employees, maybe even up to five or so, but very small businesses who were trying to apply for a paycheck protection program, trying to apply for the EIDL, whatever they can, because trust me, guys, my heart goes out to them. I have so many friends who 100% of their income comes from large events like weddings even if they've been successful for a decade or two decades, they are looking right now at a year of no income. And that's scary. No matter how well you have prepared, how much savings you have, to watch it all go up in smoke has got to be rocking their world. But right now, they are looking at all these programs that were supposed to help them that they've been told for a month would help them as no longer being able to help them. And they're seeing articles like the ones that I saw where Ruth's Chris a company that has over 5,000 employees, managed to get 20 million of the stimulus money. And you can try and argue with me all you want, and this is where we may disagree politically, that they're small companies because they have registered themselves in smaller subsidiaries. I frankly just don't agree with you. I think a small business is supposed to be small, and if they're using the money for paychecks, well, that would be at least one thing, but they have flat out already tried to apply to not use that money for employee paychecks. I personally think it's criminal. I'm very eager to see whether anything actually comes of this. I feel like it won't happen. But here we are, all these small business owners seeing articles like this from well-respected places like the Wall Street Journal, and they feel betrayed. My heart goes out to them. I am totally on their side. 
And then there's this other camp, this other camp of people that I thought I had trimmed from my Facebook feed. People like someone who messaged me last night, a person who's a former friend of my parents, who I've frankly never agreed with. And honestly, they're kind of just bad people. It makes me sad that they were ever friends with my parents. But this woman starts messaging me last night that, of course, Ruth's Chris deserves the money because, you know, they have these poor downtrodden employees that they don't want to lay off. It floors me because that person clearly has a different echo chamber than I do. That person's echo chamber is spewing different kinds of information. I personally believe it's false, but they truly believe that what happened was correct. And I truly believe it's not. And this is where an echo chamber can be bad. But an echo chamber can be a good thing. And I definitely spent a few more minutes talking about those personal stories than I intended, but it's because I want you to understand echo chambers have benefits and they also can detract from what's going on. And you need to understand that point before we move on to the next, which is setting up a branding ecosystem that acts as a beneficial echo chamber, a supportive echo chamber, rather than the kind of echo chamber that insulates you from the rest of the world. So how do we do that? One, we need to understand that all the content we are putting out there affects our brand. Our brand being our reputation, what people think of us, what people expect from us, all of those things. So when we are consistently putting out content that supports the brand we want to put out into the world, that supports the branding ecosystem we want. When we are not putting out consistent content, but the content that we are putting out supports the branding ecosystem, we're doing a halfway decent job. But because we're not being consistent, it's not a branding ecosystem. It's just information you occasionally put out. Think of it as one of these companies that you haven't heard from in years. You didn't even realize you were on their mailing list. And all of a sudden, a month ago, you started getting emails from them about how their employees are washing their hands regularly and their businesses are safe for you to come into. When you started getting those emails in your inbox, I'm going to guess that you reacted in the way I did, which is, I didn't even realize I was on their email list. Wow, I'm glad their employees were washing their hands, but I hope they were before. Those are the kinds of reactions I had. And it's because they were not putting out consistent content that built a relationship with me before they started making unilateral announcements. So that's option number two. So option number one was you are putting out consistent content to support your brand. Option number two is you're putting out content, but not consistently. And then option number three is you're putting out sporadic content, but it's maybe not always supporting your brand. And a lot of small businesses fall into this camp right here. And this is the danger zone, you guys. This is where you can really detract from your brand and start setting up an echo chamber that's not supportive and doesn't actually do your business any good, but also can do it harm. And this is why you can do it harm. If you're putting out content that has all these different little pieces of information on different subjects with different moods and different attitudes and maybe even different messages, that is where you're going to build a content machine, perhaps, yes, but something that has no brand themes. It doesn't have any overarching ideas. It doesn't have any consistency and people don't know what to expect from you because you're pulling from all these different places. And if we're going to put this in an Instagram frame of mode, it's like an Instagram feed profile that has all these disjointed pictures, all these different colors. Some things are like unprocessed photos that look like selfies taking and a grainy dark closet. 
And then the next thing will be a nice bright picture. And the next thing will be a quote that's clearly been copied and pasted multiple times and the quality doesn't look very good. And even if the quote had a great message, people just skim right on by it because it doesn't look professional. That is the detraction zone. That's when you create an echo chamber where the echo truly just bounces off all of these walls and doesn't do any good rather than an echo chamber that almost works in harmony and to support your message. So let's break this down a little bit further here. Your branding has an ecosystem all its own, just like an environmental ecosystem where we look at something like Yellowstone National Park and they introduce coyotes because there isn't a big enough coyote population. But when they did that, other breeds of animals and plants started to suffer in ways they didn't expect because they all have relationships to each other. You can't introduce one thing into a brand ecosystem without it affecting everything else. I cover some of this in my Stop Losing Clients program previously called Branding Black Holes. Sometimes you feel like you're putting out all the right information. You're being consistent online. You have a regular newsletter. You update your blog or your social media on a regular basis. You feel like you're putting out themed content that supports your brand, that supports the brand ecosystem we are talking about but you're still not making headway. You don't have any traction building into actual clients generating money in your business. And the reason for that is because something is disconnected. There's a missing link, if you will. There's a piece of information that's not connecting one thing to another. So you're disjointed. Your brand messaging isn't on point in a way that makes sense to the average viewer. The brand ecosystem has so many different interrelated pieces that they really need a 20,000 foot view and a 10,000 foot view and a 100 foot view to make sure that they're all, yes, on brand message, but also that they all play well with each other. That is what building a supportive echo chamber will do. You say a message on one side, let's say through a podcast like this one, you give that message, all right? It bounces around your chamber and it breaks off into little pieces. So, you know, maybe a quote ends up on Pinterest. Maybe a sound bite ends up on LinkedIn. You're going to have pieces of your brand message in all the different places. The key is making sure that those pieces all relate to each other in a way that supports your overall brand message. That's how you create an ecosystem, a brand ecosystem that resonates in a really foundationally good way that attracts the clients to you. And that's the goal. That's always the goal is creating a brand that attracts clients to you so you can have this echo chamber surrounding you and your best client in a way that you relate to each other. So you build this audience, you nurture them, you get them to a warm place so that next time you are ready to release a new product or service to your audience, you're already talking to people who are tuned in. They're resonating with the ideas that you've been putting out there already so that when you are ready to make an offer, they are ready to purchase. And the beauty of this, and I've talked about this so many times in so many different ways, is that people have the ability to self-select in or self-select out. And that's where we go back to my rude awakening from this week. I have created an echo chamber politically, if you want to call it that, on my Facebook feed where I don't have to see people who aren't willing to look at other perspectives. Now, I would like to point out, I don't only friend people who agree with me politically. 
I absolutely recognize that we have different viewpoints and I enjoy a healthy discussion. I have some people who are very different than me politically on my Facebook feed, but they're reasonable people. They're willing to have an intelligent discussion. To me, that purports a growth mindset, a learning mindset. And that is the kind of person I associate with myself with. But I have more or less, or so I thought before this week, trimmed my social media from people who just want to spew their viewpoint and aren't willing to listen to any other perspective, aren't willing to even acknowledge that other people have perspectives. I've done that because I want to continue to grow. I want to continue this personal development journey. That is the chamber, the echo chamber that I have decided to be a part of. And we all have this ability. We all have this opportunity to create this for ourselves, not only in business, but in our personal lives. Creating a brand ecosystem is 100% a business topic, but in this case, it's also a very personal topic. And if you're like me, you've been spending a lot of time at home and maybe a little bit more time thinking deeply about things. So this was definitely more of a philosophical topic than I normally cover on here. I'd love to know your thoughts on this. Please reach out. You can email me. My email address is sayhi at brittanygardner.com. You can find me on Instagram. I am Brittany Gardner. And you can also find me on Facebook, but you might want to let me know that you sent me a message. Otherwise, it might end up in that other folder. So the other options are probably easiest for you. I love a healthy discussion. And if anyone has opposing viewpoints, I've already said I'm open to them. I'd love to have someone on the show who can bring another viewpoint to the branding ecosystem, the echo chamber ideas that I've been talking about today. Until then, I hope you guys have a fantastic week. Stay home, stay safe, and let's all build up our branding to be exactly what we need it to be to build our businesses. 